We thank you all for tuning in today and watching on live service, um, virtual service. Um, with your Bibles in your hand or your electronic devices, we invite you to Romans chapter 15. We'll be in Romans chapter 15 as we continue to uh, go through this series of growing in unity, growing in unity. which is our theme for the year, for this year, growing in unity. And we'll find ourselves, we find ourselves today in Romans chapter 15 in verses five and six. Romans chapter 15, verses five and six. Romans chapter 15, verse five and six. We're so grateful for your participant, participation here today and thankful for that. We're in Romans chapter uh, 15 verses 5 and 6. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for being God. Holy Spirit, I need you. Let your word flow out of me, Lord God, where power may be seen, where strength may be released. Use me, Lord God, to empower your people and convict those who don't know you that they may come into a saving knowledge of you. Holy Spirit, rain down. That people's lives may be different as they come in contact with you. Let your word penetrate our hearts. That Lord God, we will not be sermon evaluators, but we will be sermon applicators. That we will take this very word and apply it to our life that we may be different. Because that's what you call us to do, to be different. So let us be different in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We're in Romans chapter 15, verse, uh, verses five and six. Romans chapter 15, verse five and six. And it says, now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God and the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. On this morning, as we continue in our uh, theme, growing in unity, I want to speak to you from the topic, praying for unity. Praying for unity. There uh, is a lot of people that I have a chance to talk to, married couples and couples that are in relationships and uh, people who have um, families and people who work together and people who are on different sports teams. I talk to a lot of people and, and, and what I've been hearing lately is that there's no unity. And we see that in our world today. We see division, but we don't, we don't see any unity. I mean, everybody is crying for unity. Um, if we, we be honest, the Black Lives Matter is, is crying for unity. Uh, that uh, with the black people is crying for unity, crying for justice. We also see uh, what happened in the insurrection on, on last year of January that, 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 that the other set of group is crying for unity. Every one of us is, is crying for unity. We see people crying for unity in their families. We see people crying for unities in a community. We see people crying for unity. But I have a question for you. Are you praying for unity? Are you going before God to pray for unity? You, you, you want unity in your marriage, but are you praying for unity? 
You want unity in your relationship with your best friend or, or, your, or your boys or your, your bro or your dog or your homies. Are you praying for unity? You want unity on your job, but are you praying for you? You want unity in your house, are you praying for you? We want unity in Clinton Baptist Church. Are we praying for unity? Now this, 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 this is so amazing because watch this. God has given us, watch this, this tool of prayer that is essential to believers' lives. I, 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 it, it, prayer is essential in, in the lives of believers. God has given us this tool of prayer where we can tap into heaven at any moment to talk to God. He has given us this tool where we can communicate with him and we rarely ever use it. God, 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 command us to pray. He says, he tell man to pray without ceasing. Pray, man should pray all the time. That we, we should always pray, but very seldom we find ourselves praying. We, we, we have the connection through the blood of Jesus Christ and the death of Jesus Christ where we can go up to, where we can tap into heaven and it's never busy, it's never hold on, it's, he always answers and we never use it. We, 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 we never get on our knees and pray. We, we never spend this time of prayer with God. And now here in the text where we have some tension. In this text, in the church that's in Rome, we, we have this tension between believers. We have a, a group of believers who are Jewish, and we have a group of believers who are Gentiles, and now they're in one church trying to be unified, but they can't. There's some, there's some tension in between the, 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 the Christians, the Jewish Christians, and the Gentile Christians, and Paul come together and pray that they have unity. Now, now, unfortunately, we don't know what caused this tension. We don't know what the problem had to happen that caused this division amongst believers, but we know division happened in the church. Amen? Amen? Anybody ever been to some church? We've seen some divisions that just, just happened for, just for crazy stuff, and, and here they have some tension in the church, and, and Paul now pray for them. Paul, Paul pray for them that, that, that they have unity because there's some division that is going on. And Paul calls out to God on their behalf. Now watch this. We know it's some tension because, because, because Paul says in verse 1, look, how, look what Paul says in verse 1. He encourages them in, first one, in verse 1 here in chapter 15, verse 1. He encourages them to be one. Look what he says. He says, when then, as he said, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruple of the weak and not to please ourselves. Look at verse two. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good leading to edification. So we know it's a problem here because Paul says that, Paul says, hey, I need you all to be one. He said, the strong, I need you to look out for the weak. He said, for those who are strong, that's not physical strong. That's not the ones who are physical strong, who are pressing the, the, the weak ones who are physically weak. But these are the spiritual strong. He said, for the spiritually mature ones, I need you to look out and be one with the weaker mature uh, spiritual ones. He said, the ones that are immature, I need you spiritual ones who are strong in your faith to look out for those who are not strong in their faith. 
Paul says, Paul says, here's what's the tension. Paul says, look, you are not even looking out for one another. You are supposed to be the body of Christ. We all was born into this thing. We all surrendered our life to Jesus Christ. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I are connected together. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, and we not even unified. So Paul says, look, Paul says, I need you here. I need you here to look out for one another. He says, the strong, I need you to look out for the weak. And, you know, we, 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 we at a time where we're strong, we don't want to look out for the weak. We pray on the weak. We take advantage of those who are weak. He said, no, don't take advantage. I need you to strengthen them up. I need you to lift them up. I need you to give them power because right now you're strong, but at one time you're going to be weak. So I need you to gird them up. I need you to come on their behalf. See, because right now I'm strong because I ain't got no issues in my life. But let, let me get a phone call of somebody dead. Now I'm weak. My faith is not that strong. I'm just trying to help y'all. And now I may need you to pray for me and to lift me up that I may get strong again. Come on. Come on now. He says, he says, there's some tension. And Paul says here, here we see his detention because he tells them to look out for one another. But then the second thing he tells them, not only to look out for one another, he says right here that we are to look to Christ as an example of how we are to be unified. Look what he says in verse three and four. Here it is. It's right here in verse three and four. He says right here in verse three and four, he says, for even Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, look, he go to the scripture, the reproaches of those who reproach you fail on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and the comfort of the scripture may have hope. So he, is, he says, here it is, all Paul is saying here is that all your troubles that you had spiritually fell on Christ. And, and, and Christ absorbed those spiritual uh, 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 struggles you had by dying on the cross. And when he died on the cross, guess what? He looked out for us. Paul, Paul says that, that Jesus Christ is our example to follow when we looking to be unified. See, 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 we look at uh, teams, we look at football teams and, and see they, how they unified and how they work together for a common goal to get to the goal line to win the game. But he says you can't look at them because sometimes in the team that we don't see that is division. See, with Christ is no division because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is one. We don't see no division in Christ at all. And he says, if we want to know what unity looked like, we got to use Christ as an example because he is the one who is one with all. He's the one put us all in the family of God that we may be unified. And he says, if we're going to be unified, we got to look towards him. But Paul don't stop there because I ain't even get to my text yet. Because we still dealing with the topic Pray for unity. So now Paul comes here. After he say all that, we need to be one. We need to look to Christ to be unified. You need to look to Christ as an example that we be unified. But now he comes and he said, but we need to pray. He says, you and I as believers need to pray for unity. We, we, need, we need to pray for unity. He said, we need to, 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 to pray for unity. He, he lays it out here that we need to, to pray for unity amongst us as believers. We, we, we need to pray. Look what Paul say. Look what Paul say here. He says, he says in verse number five, he said, now may God, uh, may the God of patience and comfort grant you 
to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ. He says that, 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 that I'm praying that, 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 that God may grant you the ability to be like-minded unto Christ. He says, look, 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 I understand that you have some differences. I understand that there's some indifferences in your relationship with one another. I understand that there's some tension or some problems. I understand that there's some struggles among you in your life. I understand that there's some division amongst you in your life and in your walk and in your ministry. And Paul says that I'm praying for you. He says that I pray that God grants you, watch this, the ability to be like-minded. But I like what he said. He says, I, I, I pray that the God who is patient, I like this, I like this, I like this, because he called God patient. And he said, also said the one who is comforting, God is a comforter and he's patient. And this is different because Paul says in the earlier chapters that God is a judgment. See, see, so now he's switching the essence of God and also revealing God on a whole nother note that God is not only the judgment, because if you remember in Romans 3.23 said, all have, all have fallen short to the glory of God. And he says in Romans 6.26 that the wages of sin is death. And he tells them that they were guilty of the law um, because they were living under the law and not following under Jesus Christ. But now he comes and he identified God's as being patient and comfortable. He said the God of patience and the God of comfort, I pray that he grant to you that you may be like mine. Paul, go before God on their behalf. Paul, go before God and pray and ask God to grant them the ability to, to, to be unified as one. Paul says that I pray that you be like-minded. Now, now this, 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 this thing like-minded here is, is, is found six times in the New Testament. And, and, and this word like-minded that's found six times in the New Testament is a reference not to having the same thought, but to living in unity amongst each other. It's a outward practice that we come together in agreements that we may walk together to fulfill a purpose and assignment that God has placed before us. That, that, that's what it means. It doesn't mean that we like robots. We think the same. We can't have our own opinion. No, we, we know we all got our own opinion. We all know stuff. We all think we should do it this way and that way and this way. He's not saying come together like mine is where we have our own opinion. He says that we all come together in one body to fulfill a goal or assignment that God has for us on one accord. So Paul says, I'm praying, watch this, I'm going to get to you. Paul says, I'm praying that you be on one accord to fulfill the goal and assignment that God has for you. Paul says to the church, I'm praying that God gives you the ability to, to walk together in agreements that we may fulfill what God has for us. He says that I'm praying for you. See, see, we want a good marriage, but are you and your husband praying for unity that we will walk together for the assignment that God has for your marriage? See, you, you, you want a good relationship, but are you praying that you have unity in your relationship, that you may walk together in an assignment that God has for for you, you want good finances, but are you praying on your finances that they be unified to fulfill the fulfillment that God has, the assignment for your finances? We want a healthy church and a, and a unified church, but are we praying that God will give us the assignment, that we will agree together to walk in the will of God, to be unified, to fulfill his goal and his call that he had for our church? Are you praying? Woo!
says, he says, he says, look, he says, look, you got to pray if you want unity. You trying to raise them children and co-parenting you against him and he against you and she against you and she against you. And now y'all messing the children up because you all won't pray for unity. You may not like each other. You ain't got to sleep with each other no more, but you do have something in common. Pray for unity that we may build and grow healthy children says you crying about your job ain't no unity on our job we ain't on the same page so i'm just gonna go won't you pray that god will make that team around you be together to fulfill the goal that god has for you yeah you may be there by yourself praying yeah you may be the only one praying but god guess what i'm praying for unity because the last time i heard you don't need a group of people to pray all you got to do is get in your prayer closet and call out to god and say god i need you to bring some unity in my life. I need you to bring some unity in my situation. We at division. It's this hell. It's, this house is going crazy in here. The kids are doing what they want to do. There's no supervision. God, I need us to be on one page. Paul pray. He prays for unity. He prays for unity. That they have unity. We want unity, but are you praying for it? He's calling out. He says, I'm praying that God give you the ability to work this assignment together to fulfill the calling that God has on our lives. The only way we're going to get it right is we got to come together as one. We got to come together as one. Are we praying for unity? And let me, let me just interject this. Hold on. I need some more. Look, and when you're praying for unity, watch this. I, I, I don't know how this fit, but I get I, 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 it's whatever. Look, when you're praying for unity, you and your spouse, I'm just using my wife as a example. My wife and I are praying for unity. This is an example, me and my wife. Is this an example? So my wife, we, we got a decision to make. We go before God together and separate to pray for unity on this decision. Watch this. God, Deacon Dixon, God, 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 Sister Proctor, God, Colina, will never, ever give us two different answers. Look, look, look. If she a believer and I'm a believer and we both praying, whether we praying together or separate on that situation, God will never ever give us two different answers. I mean, come on now. God is not a God of confusion. He won't tell her to go right and tell me to go left so it's going to cause confusion in the house. He will give her the same answer he gave me. It may not sound like that, but it's going to go together to fit what God has for us. That's why here at Clinton Baptist Church, I tell our leaders, when we come in a meeting and we praying for something, I need y'all praying because I don't need y'all coming in with all these other answers and different situations because I'm just going to say, you ain't praying about that. That's just something that sounds like you. We 
trying to get it right with God. We trying to go forward with God. We trying to make sure we fulfill the assignment that God has for us. And I just thought about this thing. Watch this. In, ex, in, in the book of uh, Exodus, not Exodus, in the book of Ezra, in the book of Ezra, Ezra, um, Esther, in the book of Esther, let me slow down. In the book of Esther, the Jews was being going to be destroyed, um, um, be, be, be destroyed. And, and what Esther did, Esther called a fast. She said, I, I need all the Jews to go out and pray and fast. She said, I, I call Esther called a fast. Esther was in the king house. She said, I call a fast. And all the Jews went out and fast. All the Jews went out and fast. And God gave them all the same answer to that, that gave every one of them the same answer because they prayed to the same God. God says, pray for unity and I will answer you. I will answer you if you pray. If you want unity, pray for it and I will answer your prayers. And I'm so glad that God is a God who answers prayers. I just read it right here. He said, call out to me. He said, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 30. 33, 3, call out to me and I'll show you great and mighty things. I'll show you things that you've never seen before. Call out to me and I'll answer your prayers and tell you which way you go. God is waiting. He's on the line waiting for you to call and pray to him so you can get direction about where you're going in your life. If you need unity within yourself, because you know some of us are messed up. We divided in ourselves. In our mind, we divided. We're looking in the mirror. I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't. You know how we messed up mentally we gone and we got the vision in ourselves. Pray over yourself that you have unity within yourself. God, let my mind line up. Let my heart line up. Let what I believe about what your word says. Let me believe it, Lord God. And some of us have is disconnected from God. We don't even have unity with God. Pray that I have unity for God. Pray that I walk in the will of God. Pray that his word be Pray that his word be a lamp to my step that I may be unified with God. Paul says, Paul says, you need to pray for unity. I know, Tucker, I'm driving it too far, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. See, in preaching class, we learn not to take the point too far because it's hard to come back out, but it got good, Tucker. It got good. It got good, Pastor Reese. We got to pray. We got to pray. I know I'm driving it too far. I can't keep going fast. See, see, I can't go too far. I can't go too far because then you can't come out. But I'm trying to say that we have to pray. For unity. We must pray for unity. We can't just desire unity. We have to pray for it. God, matter of fact, God put unity from the crown of my head to the side of my foot. Everywhere I step, I want to be unified. We got to get before God and pray. And Paul says, I'm praying that you be unified as believers. But then the second thing he says, as he calls us to pray, watch this. He says in verse number six, he says, I'm praying that you be unified in your worship. Look what he says in verse six, that you may be one, one mind, you may be with one mind and one mouth glorified that God and the father of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, man, man, just reading that scripture. If I was in a Pentecost church, it would have went crazy up in there. I mean, they only had, they probably only had two people in there, but they would have went crazy. Mama dancing and shaking, pop up there doing the twists and everything when I read that scripture. He says that you gotta be, I'm praying that you be unified in your worship. He says that I'm praying that you come together with the right mindset. Now he's talking about your mental ability. He says when you come into the presence of God, you need to have your mindset that I'm coming to worship, that I'm coming with the right mindset that I can make get before 
God and I may worship God. See, before you come to worship, you got to come with the mindset of worship. See, because we come into church with so much stuff on our mind. We got to clear our mind out that clutter. We got to get all that stuff out of our mind that we may get mentally right, that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. We got to get before God every morning and clear that stuff out. See, because if you like me, I wake up with a to-do list, but sometimes I got to say I'm going to push it to the side because God, I need to get mentally right that I can get mentally worship you, Lord God, and not only mentally, but he says I'm calling you for you to have the same mouth of worship. I'm calling that you may call out and worship that we may come together, not individually, but corporately and worship God. He says that I'm praying that you have unity in your worship. Do anybody know how to worship the Lord? That to say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That we have unity. Get your family to be unified. That they worship God together. Get your friends to be unified. That they worship God together. Get your team that you manage. Your business that you manage. Your girlfriend, your boyfriends that y'all be unified in worship. Because when we unified in worship, guess what? Walls fall down. Guess what? No, walls be removed. Do I got to help you get to where I'm at? Because I'm thinking about Joshua chapter 6. In Joshua chapter 6, it said that they were going into Jericho to take down an impenetrable city. But when the people got together, God gave them an instructions and said, what I need you to do, I need you to walk around Jericho one time a day and don't say nothing. I need the priest to go before you and I need you to do it seven days. But on the seventh day, when you walk around, I need you to do it seven times and don't say nothing. See, some of us are be talking. I don't know why God got us doing this. I don't know why God got us doing that division. We praying for unity and they were unified. And when they walked around on the seventh day, at the last time they walked around the wall, he says, I want you to blow the trumpet. I want you to shout on one accord. And when they shout on one accord, walls came down and beautiful cities fell down. If you want the division of walls to fall down, all you got to do is worship. Worship on one accord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We're going to praise you, Lord. We're going to love you, Lord. We're going to live for you. Walls are coming down. Walls will come down when we worship God one-on-one. When we worship God in unity. You want walls to come down? He says worship him. Worship him. Let's be unified and worship him. We got to worship God together. We can't worship God if we at division. You don't like me and I don't like you. I'm sitting over here. No, when we come together and worship God, walls fall down. But I see y'all ain't caught on yet. You want a path to be made in the middle of the sea? I got to take y'all to Exodus. Because in Exodus, they were there. God's people was between a hard rock and a hard place. They had the, the river, the Red Sea before them, but had Pharaoh army behind them. And once they got on one accord and worshiped God and stepped in the water, they said, the, oh my God, I almost said, they said, stepped in the water. Let me get off these steps. God, y'all ain't going to make no bloopers of me on Sunday morning. Look, they just said they stepped in the water together. And when they stepped in the water together, the water parted. And then they walked across on dry land. 
because they were unified in their worship. Do you want to walk around on dry land? Do you got some obstacles in your way that God need to move? If you get right in unity, God will move them off of them, them obstacles. He will move them right out of the way. Let's worship God on one accord. One, two, three. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Remove some mountains, Lord God. Remove some walls, Lord God. Open some seas, Lord God, because we here gonna be unified. Says, look. Says, I'm done. Y'all know we finished at 12. We got a baptism. So we may finish at 12.05. We got a baptism. But it's only one hour here. Here it is. Says, pray for unity. For Jada, you getting baptized, can you go around, um, connect with Michelle, raise your hand, Michelle. Um, so, uh, here it is. Here it is. Are you praying for unity in your family? Are you praying that God will unify you? Are you praying for unity wherever you are? Wherever you are, in your, on your job, in your relationship, on your team, wherever you are, are you praying to God unify you? I, I, I just want to lift you up. I just want to lift you up. For those who, who want prayer for unity, just stand. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar. If you want prayer for unity, no matter what it is, don't worry about what people thinking. No, you ain't got to tell me what you need unity in. You, that's between you and God. But I, I just want to pray over your Father God. Lord God, I, I come to you first myself. That I be unified with myself, Lord God. You know I'm fighting myself. But I ask, Lord God, that you, you unify these people who have stood, Lord God. Lord God, you know every one of them name. You know their purpose, Lord God. You know their situation, Lord God. And I come to you today to ask you to unify them. Get them prepared for what you have in store for them. Let them know, Lord God, that walls is coming down. Let them know, Lord God, that the Red Sea is parting, Lord God, that any obstacle in their way is going to be removed, Lord God, because you have them unified. Let them know, Lord God, that there's no division that will stand before you because you said a house divided cannot stand, Lord God. So we come into you unified as one. And I'm praying, Lord God, because you told me in your word, if we pray to you, you will answer us. You told me in your word, if we pray to you, you will hear us. So, Lord God, we pray for unity. Any division. Between us and our children, we ask that you remove it right now in the name of Jesus. I call on the blood of Jesus to remove division from our children, Lord God. Any division within our families, we ask that you remove it right now in the name of Jesus. Any division we have with one another, Lord God, remove it right now. Let people walk up to each other and say, I'm sorry for whatever I've done that we may operate in unity. Lord God, may give us humility, Lord God. Lord God, give us humility that we be on the same page, that we be on one accord, that we operate in harmony, Lord God. I need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. Every one of us needs you, Lord God. 
God, because we are selfish people. Lord God, some of us thrive on division. We, we encourage division. We inhabit it in division. But Lord God, I call out to you right now and pray for unity. Lord God, unify us. Lord God, we coming to you because you all we have, Lord God. We tried everything else, Lord God. We tried to cook dinner. We tried to make bath water. We tried to buy gifts. Lord God, we try to laugh. We try to hang out to make union, uh, make make it make us one, Lord God. But none of that worked. But now I come to you, and Lord God, I ask that you restore how unity, make us one, Lord God. Even in our church here, amongst the leaders, Lord God, let not division come between us. Let us keep focus on the assignment and the calling that you have for us at Clint Baptist Church, that we may be unified together. And I pray for every household. I pray for every mother and father, every child, Lord God. Pray for every employment, every business, Lord God. I pray for every team, every school, Lord God. I pray for every staff. I pray for the employment. I pray for our school systems, Lord God, that they be unified. I pray for our government, that they be unified. That they not let two animals divide them. But they let people and the needs of people bring them together to be unified that we may get things done or what we need done. That people may have a better life. Lord God, you are our help and our strength and we need you. Whatever they stand in need of, Lord God, we ask that you give it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.